So happy Father's Day, everyone. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Father's Day is a very special day. I didn't understand the meaning of Father's Day as much. Um, before I prepared the sermon, I just thought Father's Day was just a day. But um, I found something interesting online. So I want to show you what Father's Day, what the relationship between father and children and mother and children. Let's go. There are many slides, so let's just go quickly. It says that when children talk to their mom, mom says, Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm cold. I'm, can I have something? I want to watch something. Continue on. Where are you, mom? Can you, can you ask dad this for me? And can you help me, mom? I'm, I want to go there. Mom, where are we? Mom, why are we, why can't we? But to dad, next slide. To dad, they ask this question. Where is mom? <laughs> is this true? <laughs> Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's true. But um, I, I see that to my, uh, my own children too. They talk to their mom a lot more and they are closer to mom. But dads, <clears throat> dads, today is the day that we remember dad. So I have to say some nice things about dad, right? <laughs> <clears throat> but fathers are, are um, amazing figures. Sometimes they're not as outspoken. Sometimes they're not as shown. But fathers have a very import important role or roles in our family. Now, let me ask you a, a question. But before that, I see a, a group of church people, church family, lots of dads and moms and children. Now, raise your hand if you are here with your children or your father in this church today. Can you raise your hand if you are with your, mom, with your dad or with your children? Amen, amen. Now, join with us as you raise your hand if your children are worshiping on this Sabbath anywhere in the world another state another country can you raise your hand if your children are worshiping somewhere in the world okay put your hands down amen for that fathers in our family have very important roles you know how father's day began i had to look it up and when i looked it up this is what it said there was a girl named Sorona Dodd in uh, Spokane, Washington. She was 16 years old, and, and her father became a widower and was left with just dad. And she had five younger brothers, and they were all raised by this single father. And uh, when in 1909, uh, Dodd was listening to a Mother's Day sermon in a church, and she thought, you know what? We need to have a Father's Day so we can remember our fathers, especially my own. For the next 50, 60 years or so, she's been fighting. She's been writing letters. She's been appealing to have to, to remember fathers and, and have a Father's Day, a national Father's Day. Mother's Day was declared a national holiday in 1914, so more than 100 years ago. But the Father's Day was nationally recognized on or in 1972. So somewhat 58 years later, after. So Father's Day was established only about 40-some years ago. 
whereas in Mother's Day was established more than uh, like 100 years ago. But today we can celebrate Father's Day. Um, and I would like to thank all the fathers. And in light of that, I want to talk about some fathers in the Bible and what we can learn from the, the fathers of faith. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. Genesis 6, 9 through 13, the Bible says, This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make room in it and coat it with pitch inside and out, and so on and so forth. So we know the story of Noah and how he builds the ark. Now, when you think about it, how badly corrupted was the society back then? Was it really bad? Compared to today, was it bad? Good? Better? Worse? Well, what I know is that I, I didn't live there, so I don't know for sure. But what I do know is that it came to a point where God had to say, you know what, this is it. I'm going to wipe it out. And that's what happened. Destruction came by flood. We, on the other hand, we are living in this world where we see, like, violence, crimes everywhere. But we haven't got to the point yet. We are coming. It's, it's getting very close. But we haven't gotten there yet. So it's probably similar to where it was, but probably a little bit worse than what it is today. And God calls Noah to build an ark. Now, question. To build an ark, a boat, giant boat, that could save the whole world and all the animals, it was a giant-sized boat. Was there any rain before that time? Was there any boats? Was there any large oceans? There were no oceans. There were lakes and rivers, no oceans, to, to use that boat. And when he built the boat, was it by the water? No, by the mountain. That's where he built the ark. And people were like, you said you heard a vision or you saw a vision from God and you're building a boat on top of a mountain? We've never had rain. For 2,000 years, almost 2,000 years, there's been no rain. And you're saying there's going, the world will be destroyed by water? Everybody thought he was crazy. Now, let me tell you this. Noah had how many sons? Three sons. And if you had a father who is as crazy as Noah putting all his money into something, building something that the whole world is against. Would you go help your dad? Or would you just go away, run away, far away from him? Dad, you do your own thing. I, I, I don't believe you. I, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you. 
I'm, I'm just going to go in here and, and have fun with my friends. What did you do? If your dad is as crazy as Noah was. But his three sons went and helped him build the ark. Not only that, there were a lot of people who helped him build the ark. They got hired, they got paid, and they worked. But at the end of the work, did they go inside the ark? The other people who worked to build the ark? No, they didn't go in. They worked for the money, but they didn't go in because they thought it was, it was nonsense. But his three sons, did they go in? Not only that, they convinced who to go into? Their wives. Now, do that. Husbands, try to convince your wives to believe in something that the whole world is not believing in. That's your dad, so yeah, you can listen to him, but convincing your wife to go in with you so that the whole world can make fun of you? Can you imagine the pressure? What kind of faith did Noah have? And what kind of faith did he display to his children so that his children would follow the footsteps of their dad? That's the kind of father Noah was. Is there something that we can learn from Noah? Yes, definitely, definitely. We can learn something from Noah. But you know what? There is something more. There is something more. How old was Noah when the flood came? He was 600 years old. How old were his children when the flood came? We don't know the age of all three children, but we know one. So, Genesis 11.10, the Bible says Shem was 98 years old. Or he said two years after the flood, he was 100. So it means he was 98. So he was 98, and Noah was how old when, he was, when the flood came? 600. Okay, so what's the age gap between Shem and his father Noah? 502. <laughs> Now, you go to church, and you sit down there. You go to a synagogue, and you sit down there, and there is an old grandpa, gray hair, and like really wrinkly. I don't think he was that old, but let's just say 500 years of age gap. And he's, he has a little baby, tiny, tiny baby. Like, oh, is this your, is this your great, 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 great child? Like, no, he's my son. <laughs> That's how it was. Can you just grasp this, this idea? The age gap of the father and the son was fi- over 500 years. When he grew up, when he was a baby, he didn't know. It's just, he's my great-great-great-great-grandfather. No, he's my dad. But when he grew up to be a young man, he helped his dad. Because it took how many years to build the ark? 120 years. So he was born in the middle of building the ark. He's only 100 when he, the flood came, or 98 when the flood came. So that means he grew up knowing everything about the ark, right? Now, the question is, between you and your children, let's say there's about 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of gap, do you feel something called a generation gap? Actually, you don't have to go that far. Between you 
and your cousins or someone who is maybe five years younger than you or 10 years younger than you. Do you feel the difference? Do you feel the generation gap? Yes, 10 years. Guys that are 10 years younger than me, they are talking about different things than what I do. People that are 10 years older than me, they, they know different things than, that, than I do. 10 years. Not even talking about 30 years of two generation gaps. Now, imagine 500 years. <laughs> and Noah, there was something that Noah did that convinced his old three sons to believe in what he said and build the ark and go in with their wives. Noah had, had something in his heart. Whatever he had, we should have it too. Whatever he had, we as dads should have it too. Do you want to save your children and bring them into the ark? Do you pray that your children will all go into the ark, listening to you, your instruction, your vision, and go into the ark? Do you want your children to help build the salvation of God? Do you want your children to bring their wives and their families into the ark? What can we do as dads to do what Noah did? And I pray that God will bless us so that we could do what Noah did. One other thing. Genesis 6.13 says, God said to Noah to build the ark. Did God tell Shem, Ham, and Japheth to build the ark? Did Shem, Ham, and Japheth ever hear God talking to them? No, they never did. All they could hear, all they knew was whatever the father said. My father, who is, who is 500 years older than me, said that he heard a vision from God. He heard a voice from God saying that we have to give all our money to build the ark. Did God just send a bank account to Noah and say, you know what, here's the money, go ahead and build the ark. You don't have to use your money, just go ahead and use this fund. Here's my check, just go ahead and build it. No. Noah had to use his own money to build the ark. Hire people to do it. And he does it. And his children do it too. They didn't hear the voice from God directly. They heard it through their father. How many of your children will think will do something like this today? It'd be very difficult. It'll be hard for me to say my children will do something like that. They're young now, so they listen to me better. But when they grow up to be adult children, I don't know. I don't know if they would listen to me. I don't know if they would do what I want them to do, what I pray for them to be. But Noah was successful in doing so. And whatever Noah had, we should pray that we have the same. And there's another person that I want to talk about, Moses. Moses. Numbers, Numbers 12.3, Bible says, Now the man of Noah, now the man of Moses, <laughs> was the meek. More than all the people were on the face of the earth. So Moses was the meekest person on earth. He had the most patience. When children of Israel rebelled against God and they failed, they broke God's commandments, they broke God's promises, every time they did that, who prayed for them? It was Moses. To the point where Moses said, you know what? 
God, if you're going to wipe these people out and start a new generation through me, please do what? Blot my name from the book of life. Please do not save me. Destroy me. But please spare these people's lives. That's what Moses did. He was very patient. Now that, question, are you patient with your children? It's not easy. It's easier for us to be patient to your customers, to your patients, to your neighbors. But to your children, it's very difficult for that to be patient. And your wife is another story, but <laughs> your children, very difficult. But do you want to have what Moses had to be patient over the children of Israel, children of your own children? Yes, let us pray that that will have the same patience so that we could have that patience to, to our children. But did Moses start like that? Was Moses always uh, patient and mellow and shy guy? No, when he was the prince of Egypt, he was proud. He was strong, compassionate. Well, compassionate is probably the fits into the later part of his life more, but it's very bold to the point where he kills someone. He kills someone like, I want to help you guys. I'm going to knock this guy out. That's what he did. So he didn't start off like that. He was very strong, strong-willed, and, and, and very talented, strong. But later on, he became very, very meek. That's why God chose him to take care of God's people. Before that, he went through the training of taking care of what? What animal? Sheep. For how many years? 40 years. It took him a long time. It took him as much time of his training in the palace of Egypt, 40 years, that time to, to, to wash off the pride that he had, the things that he had put in his brain to start off from the beginning again. But that's, how, that's when he was ready. And God was able to use him like that. And that, be like Moses, lead your children into the promised land. Moses led his children into the promised land. And I pray that our dads will pray for our children, will, will petition, have petitions for our children, and be patient so that we would lead our children, our family, into the promised land. Job, the last person that I want to talk about. Job 1.5 says, And when the days of feasting were over, Job would send for his children to purify them, rising early in the morning to offer burnt offerings for all of them. For Job thought, Perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. So what did Job do here? He prayed for his children. He gave sacrifices for his children every single one of them. He rose up early in the morning and he prayed for them. Dads, do you pray for your children? Do you get up early in the morning? Do you give sacrifices? Perhaps my children have forgotten about God and cursed God in their mind and he pleaded for his children. And Bible says Job was a wicked man He's a righteous man, righteous man. 
that, I have to finish now, but that, do you want to be like Job? Praying for your children? Do you want to be like Moses? Being patient with your children? Leading your family into the promised land? Do you want to be like Noah, that your children will follow the lineage of your faith and follow the footsteps of your faith and go into the ark, bringing their whole family and be saved while the whole world is turning against you. And I pray that all fathers that we have in our congregation will have the faith of this and will be like this. And lastly, we have God the Father, our Heavenly Father. God that we have, we have the privilege to call Him what? Our Father. And we can look to Him and learn from Him. And I pray that we would be as fathers like the ones that we mentioned, the fathers of faith, bringing our children into the promised land, being patient with our children, and giving sacrifices, praying for our children, and giving them the lineage of our faith and them following our footsteps so that we can be that. But you know what? If Noah was not following God, do you think his children would have followed God? Most likely not. So let us pray that we will have this kind of faith. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for giving us this Father's Day to celebrate our fathers and to appreciate what they do. Sometimes we forget how grateful we are to our fathers, to our own fathers. And sometimes we forget to be great fathers to our own children and our family. But Lord, thank you for reminding us through Job, Moses, and Noah, and our God the Father, how to be a father. So Lord, we pray that you will give us this faith, give us the heart to pray for our, for our children, give us the faith to give this, this lineage of, of faith to our children so that they would remain in the faith and, and they will work for the salvation and they'll eventually go into the promised land all together with us. Please bless all our fathers to be that great father that we have seen in the Bible. Please bless us. Bless our family members. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, please come on up.